0: Hello and welcome back to a podcast to be named later your go-to Phillies podcast. Uh, I'm Matt. we got co-host Colin, our producer Josh. Um, so yeah, baseball's back. Uh, they came to a new uh, CBA agreement. We're going to break that down. Uh, there have been some trades and free agents um, that have signs. We're going to break some of that down. Yeah, we got a good episode for you. So, uh, just you know, we'll kind of go in order in order of uh, how things, you know, happened uh, we're gonna do the CBA agreement first and I'm gonna kick it off to Colin to uh, get that started
1: yeah so there's a lot of big changes that are going to be coming uh, because of this agreement so just the most of the main points um, we have the increase to minimum player salaries which is huge for those uh, rookies and all those guys that are coming up we got a pre-arbitration bonus pool which I think is huge especially again for those younger guys to get a lot of money um along with that we do have service time changes based on rookie of the year standings we'll go over Uh, we got some changes to the first year player draft or the rule four draft however you want to uh address that we got an expanded postseason and then finally we have jersey and helmet sponsorship agreements might be a bit controversial but we'll get through that so first off we have player salaries uh last season they started at $570,500 Five hundred seventy thousand five hundred dollars was the minimum. They are bumping up to seven hundred thousand in twenty twenty two. Each year, they will get an extra twenty thousand dollars until the end of the agreement. How do you think that works for those younger players?
0: I mean, you know, that was a big, um, a big thing for the players. Uh, the players' union. Um, they, you can't really make your money. Uh, I mean, under the. I mean, it's still going to be pretty much the same, but um, I think. You can't really make your money till you're, like, 27, 28 years old. That is, if you come up when you're, like, 22 or something like that. I don't know exactly how many years of control off the top of my head. But uh, I think, you know, it's better, obviously. Um, arbitration is going to be a more fair process in terms of, you know, guys are going to be more fairly compensated. Um, just kind of, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think it's going to be that much of a major change but I do think that they are trending in the right direction I think that uh, the players union got enough done uh, with that to uh, say it was a a success
1: yeah I agree with you there I think it's it's not going to be as flashy to the you know the casual fan or anything like that but it is something that's important for those younger guys and I think eventually they might you know start to get up to those million dollar marks but for now think, you know, that $700 threshold, $700,000 threshold is definitely pretty good for those young guys. Um, so here's the next part that I'm going to talk about. Here's the pre-arbitration bonus pool, which is brand new this year. And it is pretty big. Uh, it's a $50 million bonus pool uh, with payouts, depending on which awards you win in the postseason or after the season's done. So... Uh, you know, your MVP and Cy Young winner, award winners are going to get $2.5 million each, and the runner up, runners-up for those two are going to get uh, $1 million and $7,500,000. Uh, no, wait, cut that out. The MVP and Cy Young uh, runners-up are going to get almost $2 million, and then your third place is going to get one and a half, Fourth and fifth are going to get $1 each. Uh, do you think that really you know, provides more incentive for better play, or do you think that's just something that's beneficial to those guys that are already going to get a bunch of money?
0: I kind of meet you in the middle there, so I don't think that... Um,
1: like, for example, Bryce Harper, he's uh-huh. he's one of the highest play- players in the league. He just won the MVP. Assuming that was in place, do you think that matters all that much? Because he's already making almost $30 million. Yeah,
0: so I don't think it incentivizes players to do better because no one's going out there saying, I'm only going to play better if I get extra money. I think that, I mean, if you made it this far to be in Major League Baseball, you're going to go out and give your hardest every single game. I do think, though, that it definitely benefits those guys, um, specifically in, like, rookie of the year um, voting who – aren't necessarily these high-touted prospects who a lot of eyes are on. Like some, I mean, Jonathan India was highly touted, but still, like, not a lot of eyes were on him. And then he comes out, wins Rookie of the Year. He's not getting, you know, he's wh- he was making league minimum last year, I'm sure, because he got called up the year before. Right. So, right. I mean, that's the most money he's seen in his life. It's not like he's a Wander Franco who's 20 years old and garnering over $100 million dollars in a contract. So, or Fernando Tatis, someone like that. um so I think that is who it most benefits, are those guys that otherwise wouldn't have that money. Uh, but I don't think it necessarily incentivizes them to play better because ultimately everyone's playing to make more money because whether or not you get you win the rookie of the year, you still want to play well to get a contract down the line, you know?
1: Right. And, uh, you know, you mentioned Jonathan India and the rookie of the year. The rookie of the year also gets a different bonus. Mm-hmm. It's um, – and then the runner-up for Rookie of the Year gets $500,000 which isn't quite as much as maybe you know like a million dollars but it's still a good amount of money especially for a rookie that's making you know they're basically doubling their paycheck there uh, with that minimum dollar contract the thing with Rookie of the Year voting now though however is there's a bonus to it so the Rookie of the Year winner and runner-up both get a full year of service time added to their service time So that's to, um, you know, the Chris Bryant situation. A lot of people know that, you know, he got manipulated a little bit, got into free agency a year later than he would have liked to. This is to kind of eliminate that, call guys up when they they should be called up and get them their playing time as soon as possible. Because, you know, if they're that good, they're going to win rookie of the year. They're going to get that full year anyway. So you might as well just call them up and and do that. And I think that will really change – You know how they how that service time manipulation works, and we all know what happens.
0: Right. No, I did not see like that. Completely went you know went over my head. I did not see that, but I love that. That's that's awesome. That's just you know it just gets these guys who are very talented who are being you know like you said manipulated by the owners. It just gets them their their guaranteed contract quicker, gets them through the arbitration process quicker, and then to the you know where their big money is actually made. So I, I love that. I think that's great.
1: Yeah, I think it is definitely a big step in the right direction. And then finally, uh, in that bonus pool, you have uh, if you make the all MLB first team, you get a million dollars, and all MLB second team, you get five hundred thousand dollars each. And the rest of the pool is based on WAR. So really, you know, you're looking at at least five hundred thousand dollars if you get one of those major awards. Uh, I think that's great for those younger guys that are getting paid very small deals through arbitration. Uh, we all know them, you know. Ozzie Albies, a lot of the Braves players are the ones that come yeah. to mind. You know, like Max Fried, all those guys are really young in, our, in our arbitration, and they're yeah. really talented. So I think those guys especially will benefit from that. Um, do you have anything else to say about that?
0: Um, no, again, just, you know, it really – I don't think it necessarily incentivizes players to play better, but it definitely does – you know, it, it benefits those guys that, that aren't necessarily, like, on the Bryce – you know, they're not the Bryce Harpers, the Mike Trouts where – you know they already are making their money um, but they're still you know extremely talented so i think that's 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 to a mainly benefits and i'm i'm am r- glad that the player association was able to do that for the uh the younger class of, of guys coming up it it really it, it looks good for baseball's future i think that um they were able to do that
1: all right so transitioning to the uh rule four draft otherwise known as the first year player draft uh we got we got a couple new additions here we got um the biggest one is the addition of a draft lottery, like you see in the NBA, that is going to be the top six selections in the draft among all non-playoff teams. So teams like your Orioles that have been down there forever, uh, Pirates, those guys are going to get into a draft, and just like the NBA, they get you know odds for the first round pick or the first overall pick, excuse me. And you know, what do you think about that?
0: I don't know, like. I think it's different than the NBA. Because in the NBA, uh, they don't have it in the NFL, but I'm going to reference that too. There's normally that guy who's like your clear-cut clear cut number one. The MLB, it's different. Like last year, Henry Davis went number one, and he definitely wasn't the clear-cut guy. Like he's really good, but he kind of slotted in there just because of the money that the Pirates, who had that pick, were willing to spend to sign him. So it's kind of different like o- obviously if you have the first pick you get your first choice and you could go with that clear-cut guy who I thought was Jack Leiter. Um what he ended up going third or second I don't remember what pick the Rangers had but something like that yeah. um, I mean you know it, it it ensures that the worst team isn't guaranteed to have the first pick um, so I mean that's a good thing but so, I mean, you know, it's kinda anti tanking a little bit. But I think the MLB is just kinda structured differently. Where like that, that first pick isn't I mean, no first pick's guaranteed to work out, but that first pick is a lot more or less likely to work out, um than like the NBA or NFL who a lot of those guys come in like you know, were their last year in college, they they look like head and shoulders above the rest. So I mean I mean, it could be the same for the MLB. I mean, it really does depend who the guy... I mean, you know, that that obviously matters too, but I just, I don't know. I don't really think that that necessarily changes much in terms of how the owners are going to approach. Like, if they're going to want to tank, they're still going to do it, I think. Right,
1: yeah, and I think, you know, to your credit, it does depend on the year, but you also have those years where you got, like, Bryce Harper, uh, yeah. Steven Strasburg, you know, those guys, and, and everybody wants them, and it is a big deal to have that number one overall pick. Uh, I think it also adds a little bit of excitement to the draft because really, as of, you know, the past few years, it's just been 40 rounds of who cares. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, also to add to this, uh, it is down to 20 rounds like it was um, during, I believe, the 2020 season, uh, which is something to definitely consider because you're not drafting guys through another 20 rounds. You're not just getting drafted and then saying, no, I don't want to go which you will still have those guys, but it's it's not going to be quite as frequent, I think. And I think it is a good step in the right direction. Unfortunately, the MLB draft, I don't see it being that big money market like possibly the NFL draft or yeah. anything like that, just because it is so many rounds. Nobody really watches college ba- or right. baseball anyway, Yeah, I, I don't unless you're a big baseball fan. Yeah.
0: I don't mean to cut you off. I just I think that's what it comes down to is just college football and college basketball to a lesser, but still, like, it's still really big, but not as big as college football, in my opinion. I, nothing's touching that. I mean, and college baseball so much just below that. In right. Terms it's
1: of it's hard to get to into it. that big market like those other sports, yeah. but I think, you know, it, it is a good step uh, for, for those hardcore fans especially. Right. Um but, yeah, also on top of that, there is a voluntary scouting combine yeah. like you also see in the NBA and NFL. Uh, I'm not sure what they had previously to that. I do think they had some, court some sort of measurements, uh, but I think this is more of, like, an official MLB combine that they're right. doing.
0: That, I think, is kind of cool. I don't know necessarily um, if that really, like... I don't know how much that changes in terms of... Yeah, I don't know how many
1: guys are going to pass on that. We'll have to see as that develops, but I think it'll be something interesting to watch out for. Yeah,
0: I mean, it should be pretty cool. I mean, the guys, like, if you're a top, uh, you know, highly-touted prospect at a college and you're a pitcher, you're going to hold private bullpen sessions and stuff for all scouts to come out anyway. But I think it's kind of cool that they now do it with, like, the MLB tag on it. I th- you know, maybe they'll show some of it on MLB Network, and if you're like right. hardcore with it, you could hardcore with it. That's a that's different, but you could <laughs> check it out. Um, I think that's cool. So, um, yeah, I'm also reading here that. Um, oh no, that that's sorry. Yeah, okay. It says top 300 draft prospects um, will be eligible to participate in the combine. Okay, yeah. So that's what you just said.
1: Right. And again, I don't know how many of those guys are going to go, especially mm. those guys that don't want to sign anyway if they cool. are drafted. Um, but it is something cool to look out for, especially for those, those yeah. fans that are diehard. Um anything else you want to say about that or I think that's pretty nah,
0: think pretty that much that it. That wraps it up. I mean, the draft, um it's fun if you're like super into it. I l- I do like once draft season comes along to uh to really look at uh, who the prospects are, especially for, you know, I mean, the Phillies. Uh, that's, it's j- I don't know. It's fun to do. Um, and I think that uh, whittling it down a little bit – I mean, not a little bit. They cut it in half. But, you know, whittling it down like they have, I d- I, you know, I think it puts a bit more of a focus. I'd like to see them – I don't know if it would work. And, like, it's all about money, obviously. But I'd like to see them try and put more focus on the draft because the fact they just – what? They just put in, like, a random week – It's on MLB Network, which is, like, a pay-to-have channel. It's just kind of, like, I don't know. I'd like to see them put a little bit more focus on it to kind of maybe get some, like, younger eyes on, like, the future of baseball. Because baseball prospects are, like, that's a really interesting thing. Like, no other sport really does that. Because, like, obviously football, basketball, you're you're already, like, on the team, you know? But, like, once you're on – like, for I don't know. I'm kind of just rambling. But, like, baseball, it's like you, you get excited for these guys who aren't yet on the team, and you can kind of watch them progress. And I think that's just a cool process that they they should somehow highlight a little bit more. And I think the draft is a really good way to do that.
1: Yeah, it is It is something that fans have kind of uh, torn apart the last few years especially. Uh, but I think they are trying to make steps in the right direction to make it more exciting for fans. The lottery is something that – yeah. Is definitely going to make it a little bit more exciting, maybe, uh, especially if you have like those Jack Lighter guys. I know he went third overall or something like that, but um, you know those big name guys that you really want. I think it'll be interesting to see that, and it'll just kind of get mixed up a little bit. Um, but moving on, mm-hmm. we have we do have big changes to the post se- well, not big changes, but we have small changes to the postseason. It will be expanded to twelve teams uh, starting this upcoming season. Uh, so. Pretty much it'll work as it does in the NFL. So you have your uh, two division winning teams with the best record. So the one seeds in each division will get a first round bye, And then the um, I believe the third and highest third division winner and highest wildcard team will host a first three round game series. So instead of your wild card against wild card team for one game to decide who makes it into that postseason or that playoff format, uh, this year it is going to be that, I believe it's going to be the second top uh, seed and third top seed. They're going to play those wild card uh, teams and decide who moves on there. And it'll be a three game series. So that does also negate the worry that has been going around that. You know, you got good teams in the wild card like the uh, Dodgers, per se, and they didn't necessarily win their division, but they are a good team. If they lose that wild card game, you're missing out on such a fun team in the playoffs to watch that could potentially go on to win the World Series. So I think that is a good thing. They are making that three-game series for the wild card teams.
0: Yeah, um, you know, the winner-go-home thing is always fun, but I do like that I mean, you know, uh, the players know what they signed up for with the winner-go-home thing, so I'm not going to say it makes it more fair, but it does kind of just, it makes it, I think, so that the better team will probably win, so, like, you don't just waste 162, and then you your ace pitcher throws up, throws a clunker, and it's just like, oh, crap, okay, well, that went to absolutely nothing. So, um, you know, um, I think that's going to be really interesting to see.
1: So another thing with the postseason, uh, there are no one sixty three game tiebreakers, so you are not playing that extra game. Uh, it's it's more of an NFL type uh, tiebreaker formula. So I believe it's going to be like uh, you know division standing, and then you know it goes off
0: from there. But I
1: think that's another thing to take note of. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you do you like that
0: or um, personally, I kind of like the the game one sixty three thing, Right. but. I mean, you know, it is what it is. I don't really think it's going to change that much because the odds of it actually coming down to the last game like that aren't very high. Right.
1: It wasn't a very common thing, and I think, to me, in my eyes, as just like looking at it from a general perspective, I think it makes it easier for the common fan to Mm -hmm. understand. Right. Because you know, you you tell them it's a 162 game season, and then you say, well, wait, their records showing a little bit more than that. So what are they doing here? And then you have to explain that. So now it's just kind of more cut and dry. This is how it is. It's more of a standard playoff format, so I think it's easier for everybody to understand.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, Again, I I don't think it's really going to come into play that often. Um, But, yeah. um, So before, we were talking about um, the, uh, what, the one game, like the wild card The wild card, yeah. Yeah, so that... um, is you know that got changed um, to now well, it's a three game set between is it the sixth seed like the last wild card seed? How and how
1: it was explained was the third division winner and highest wild card team will host a first round three game series. Will
0: host so it's going to be three versus six and. Four so I don't five. know.
1: It's yeah. So here it says first seed plays winner of four and five wild card series. And then the second second seed plays three and six. So it's going to be, I believe, the the top two seeds. Oh, I lied, actually. It's the top two seeds in each division, it looks like, get the bye. Yeah, so it's going to be, I think, the first two seeds get a bye. And then it's the wildcard games between the three and bottom seed and the four and five seeds, so the two middle seeds. And then they move on to play those those top two seeds.
0: Okay. So the two top seeds both get... All right, I like that. I think that that's, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it, w- it was worded a little bit weird, I think, for me, but it does make sense that way. So yeah. there's that makes it a little bit more interesting, I think.
0: Um, so you have to be division winner though to get that by you, you can't have a situation like last year where the Giants won the division but the Dodgers were right on their tail right and still so at the wild card right so
1: if it was like that then the Dodgers would have gotten that five right five spot in the wild card series okay. and the Giants would get their division winning so it's still you have to win your division yeah to get a good spot but um record matters a little bit more I think I arguably so you don't have to play that wild card series if your record is better. Right. Which is definitely good for pitching, especially, saving yeah. your pitchers. So that's going to be interesting to watch and see what happens with that.
0: Yeah. Um, if we want to, you know, eh, no, I don't know. Do we want to get into that or not? About, like, I was going to say, if you want to whittle this down kind of to Phillies-specific real quick, just, you know, you mentioned pitching, you mentioned series. If Somehow, right? I don't see it happening because it's the Phillies, but we're going to stay positive because the season didn't even start yet, so there's nothing really to be negative about yet. If they were to make a series, I'd really like—you know, you got Wheeler Nola Gibson or Wheeler Nola Suarez. I'd take that against a bunch of other teams in the NL right now. I think that's a yeah, really I think good one, two, three.
1: I think that is a bit of a strength for the Phillies because I think— uh, you know, with that one-game wildcard spot, they obviously have Zach Wheeler, which is a stud. Yeah. But if he's injured or something happens to him where he's not able to pitch that game and you have to throw somebody else out there and they don't have a good game. Like, say you throw Aaron Nola out there and he's not at his best. We all know he's going to get smashed. Um, but I think, yeah, it is beneficial. I think for the Phillies, especially, and a few other teams that have good rotations, I think it's good to have that that one, two, three. so, you know, one bad outing doesn't decide your season. I think that's a good point. Yeah.
0: Imagine how scary the Mets would be in that format. Oh, my God.
1: Mets are definitely looking scary, but it is the Mets. Um,
0: <laughs> True.
1: So, yeah. also, just, you know, that's basically it. The last main point I wanted to get across is the um, addition of jersey and helmet sponsorship agreements. So, like you see in the NBA, they have those little – sponsorship logos up on their shoulders. Um, The MLB is trying to do that as well and get a little bit extra money. I personally am not... I don't know how to feel about this. I think baseball is such a traditional sport, and I think a lot of the fans, especially as of now, are going to be older and more traditionally mindsetted um, because there's not a lot of newer fans coming into the game. But I think... You know, with certain teams, it won't be as bad. But with teams like the Yankees, I think it'll be a little bit weird to get used to because they have such an iconic jersey with the pinstripes. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's kind of like that, you know, adding the Nike swoosh to all of the jerseys. Everyone was very against that. Personally, I don't really notice it all that much anymore. But it, it is that thing where you are changing the jersey a little bit. It might be take, like couple of weeks to get used to that but I think I think it could be for the better to get all this extra money I don't know how do you
0: feel about it um I you know like you said about the Nike swoosh I, I think you're gonna notice it at first by like May you're gonna be like oh okay and that's gonna be it I don't really you know unless someone comes in and makes an absolutely horrendous looking jersey or like the logo doesn't really fit you know like the 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 sponsorship logo doesn't really fit on the jersey. Other than that, I mean, you know, I mean, these guys are paid to create like, to create the uniforms and stuff, so I don't think it's going to necessarily look bad. I think it's going to take some getting used to, like you said, for, cl- you know, the classic teams like the Cubs, Yankees, Red Sox, stuff like that, Dodgers even. Um, like, those are some jerseys that have been around and been, you know, that are iconic that really shouldn't be messed with too much. Um, but I, th- I like... You know, if they're able to kind of make it look like it belongs on the jersey a little bit, like maybe, you know. Yeah, yeah I, don't I, know. Th- I I was just going to
1: say, it. um, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I'm not entirely sure, but it's I was just thinking if they add a logo, like say they have the Yankees and they get sponsored by some crypto company, that's logo is bright green. I don't know if they are going to change the colors of that logo to blend in, like make it more navy and white. Or if they're just going to put a big neon green sign on there, I think that would look terrible. I don't think they'll do that, but that is something that I just thought of. Mm. Um, so like, if that happens, fans will revolt. I feel like (laughs) like it's not going to be a happy ending, but I I don't think they'll do that, but that is something to think about, I think.
0: Uh, Yeah, so, I mean, it's riveting stuff. What color will the logo be on the Yankees jersey? But, uh, you know, they probably just change it. I mean, it's the New York Yankees. They're not going to really... I'm sure they'll change it. I don't know. Um, Yeah, is there anything else with the CBA? You want to move on to some trades and signings that have happened already? Yeah,
1: I think we should just get on to the good stuff here, the Uh, stuff that...
0: That's good stuff.
1: Boring stuff. It's uh, it's it's boring to go over just this the mundane details and
0: stuff. But this guy, Josh, you're not allowed to cut this. This guy comes in with two pages worth of notes on his computer, and now he calls it boring.
1: Nobody wants to hear about the the CBA deals. They want to hear about the signing. You say that now signings. we just
0: talked about it for forty minutes.
1: It's it's crucial to know about it's it. It's
0: crucial.
2: Hey hey, listen. All right, let's move on. No, I want to hear Colin talk about the colors of the logos on the jersey for another.
0: I do, too. That was, you brought that up, and I was like, I'm not necessarily sure where this is going, but I'm going to let you ride, see what I happens. I don't know.
1: I was just thinking, like, think about it. Like, you know, don't in the NBA, they have different colors, don't they? Like, isn't the...
0: The jerseys are different
1: colors. No, no, no. Colour. The logo of the of their
2: advertisement. Yeah, like... Generally, what I've seen is they try and make it blend in. Some of the other ones, though, like, they don't... It, it kind of depends. I mean, like, what you said with, like, iconic jerseys like the Yankees. I mean, the Celtics and the Lakers have iconic jerseys, and the logos aren't obtrusive in any way. Um, the the Celtics jerseys, they the logos on there are, are white. They blend in. I mean, when you're watching the, the, the f- feed of the game... L- Live on TV, you don't even see it. I mean, now nah, I think in baseball it might be a little more visible because you have more like tight shots. It's a slower game. You point it at, the, at the mic. You got to talk
1: room. into the mic. You're not talking into it.
2: Yeah,
0: I he's right there.
2: I'm Maybe right there. just turn it up.
0: Right, no, if you talk the into levels. the mic, it sounds look great. Look but if you talk
1: like to the side, are you? Can you hear yourself?
2: Yeah, I can hear myself great, Colin.
1: <laughs> now it sounds so much better. Can you not hear does the difference? Really? Yes, it, it does. Like
2: does yeah. All right, you're going to have to remind me everything that I just said so I can say it right
1: I think now. we should just move on because I
2: think a lot of this is just going to be cut. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to cut this specific part where the audio is so horrendous that can't even stand it. <laughs> Lord Colin, What would you
0: want stand for it? What would you want the Philly sponsorship to be? Because I saw a mock-up that was Tasty Cake, and it looked pretty good. Tasty Cake would be sick, yeah. I'm not going to lie. They the dub they've the they've Although you'd the have
1: to put up with the Tasty Cake advertisements. Like you see the Citizens Bank commercials all the time. You'd definitely be seeing Tasty Cakes, and that would just
0: get me so hungry. That's what he's concerned about. That's
2: okay, so you're
1: not worried about seeing Tasty Cakes on your screen.
0: The
2: citizens of San Francisco are gonna riot when they see the third rice a roni commercial <laughs> in the game. Oh my god, it's
1: possible. I, it's it's a form of outrage. Is Tasty Cake a Philly-based company? Yeah,
2: or they should get Domino Sugar. That would be. Is good. that a thing? Yeah, now they, 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 got they got the should do um, Old Bay. And yeah, Old well, Bay, yeah, Bay. That's, that's what I was fire. thinking. Yeah, but like Domino, that's like right in the city. Okay. Or at least they, they have see. the big ass sign when you go when you go right. in the city. You see the sign. Um. Old Bay would be a good one too, but yeah, um, yeah. All right, so we're gonna
0: move on now <laughs> to the there's free there's agent signings the and uh, some trades. So let's uh,
1: start. Let's start within
0: the NLE. Okay. Uh, you want to? S- you want to? S- mm do you want to start outwards, talk a little bit about other stuff, and then we could really hone in on the big one in the NL East, or do you want you want to start the NL East? Because I don't care, I would but say I feel break like down what the Phillies had done first.
2: Yeah, right?
1: I, I was gonna say we can go Phillies yeah. and then go within the NL East. Two
0: pitchers that we're gonna be yelling at our screens about. Okay, are we gonna move on now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we we got well, hand. Yeah. No, we got so past. so the first signing. Recently, but he, no, not recently at all. He's good with all. Cleveland, right? Yeah, like three years ago.
1: He's way past his prime, but.
0: Right uh. hand. Old enough to be taken yard by Brace Harper. He is. Well, that's why he's uh, sh- sh- sh-
1: yeah. 31. He's past his prime.
2: 31.
0: I mean, he could make a resurgence, but then again, the Phillies bullpen isn't known for. I'm pretty really sure the Phillies
1: that. crushed him when he was pitching for the Mets. He did. I
0: feel like every time they brought
1: him out, the Phillies had a home run. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I I was rooting for them to bring up Brad Hand because I knew they could hit a home run off of Brad Hand. You
0: saw him come out of the pen, and you're like, okay, this might get better. Right,
1: so I I don't know how how to feel about that because he's kind of a big name, but at the same time... Like, it's
0: another lefty, which is, you know, cool, and he throws hard, but there's other guys. There are, like... Why him?
1: One of the big things I was thinking about is they signed Familia and Brad Hand to $6 million deals. Yeah. The Mets went out and got Otto Vino for four.
0: Yeah. Which he's (laughs)
1: arguably better than both of them. Arguably.
0: I think he is. Well, I
1: mean, I guess you could debate it. But he's probably better than them. And I think, I don't know if that has to do with the market. Like, the Mets are, on paper, supposed to compete for a World Series. So, I don't know if that changes it. Like, if he signed for less because of that. But... It's kind of aggravating to see that. I don't. I don't know.
0: I don't know. Like he didn't.
1: But at the same time, well, see, the White Sox got Joe Kelly for two years and seventeen million. Right. They're paying so much for him, and I feel like he's not much better than who the Phillies got.
2: I mean, is he is Joe Kelly that much better than the guys that the White Sox already had? I mean, no, that's what I White Sox
1: are just bolstering their pen. His deal, he's not a bad reliever. I'm not saying
2: he's terrible or anything, but but they've already got a ton of arms Hendrix uh, shut up, don't point at the mic <laughs> you got to speak into the mic so we I'll can speak hear you i the mic when I'm good and ready Okay yeah
0: Hendrix Kimbrell, Kendall Graveman Aaron Bomber, Garrett and they are coming up too
2: Yeah I mean it's... Michael Kopech. so yeah. yeah
1: I don't know they paid a lot I don't know how much I don't know what they're doing
2: with him but I, I thought that was hey, another you know Cause I mean I who cares
1: At least we're not paying 17 million or what like 8 or 9 a year for Joe mm-hmm. Kelly
2: Yeah, Joe Kelly doesn't seem like the guy you bring in for veteran leadership. So I don't know what. (laughs) Don't you dare speak on Joe Kelly like that. He's
0: amazing. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I real quick, I have a. uh, We could talk about Brad Hand first. I'm just on Baseball Reference. Uh, 2021. uh, Let's see here. 11 games to start the year with uh, Toronto. 7.27. He did well
1: overall in the National League, I believe. Yeah.
0: So there's that. I mean, he only pitched 8.2. Did he get Oh, okay.
1: He was with three different teams last season. Okay, I'm
0: stupid. And then at 3.59 with Washington, and and then at the end of the year, 2.70. So So you're right. So, I mean, we're looking at it
1: just so everybody knows. uh, His total overall ERA last season was a Mm -hmm. 3.9. But he was with the Nationals, um, Blue Jays, and Mets throughout the season. Right. So in the National League, his total ERA was a 3.38. And in the AL with the Blue Jays, it was a 729. So he had a bad stint in the American League. But in the National League overall, he didn't do all that bad.
0: Yeah, I mean, in the National League, um, 8.9 strikeouts per nine with Washington, 9.5. With the New York Mets, that averages, what, like 9.2-ish, something like that. So, I mean, that's not bad at all, especially later in games. If you need strikeouts, um, you know, there's some... You know, you want to play matchups. We'll get there, like some of the good lefties, um, because there was a trade made for one in the division. But, I mean, that'll help, especially if you don't feel confident in Alvarado because his command has been off.
1: Yeah, it it is a big thing. I also looked up, after our last episode, I looked up Juan Soto's splits, Mm -hmm. uh, lefty and righty splits. He hits everybody. He does hit everybody. Against lefties, he's hitting 280, which is not bad at all. That's still a solid hitter. But against righties, he's hit um, the majority of his home runs in his career off of righties. And I think he's hitting like 330 off of righties. So at least throwing a lefty out there is better. He's still probably going to get a hit. But that's something to kind of consider mm-hmm. against Juan Soto, who's going to be your biggest left-handed threat, I guess. Maybe Matt Olson. now. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. But Foreshadowing.
0: Yeah, so uh, are you good on Brad Hand? I mean, basically, like, it is what it is. I don't think, like, they could have had someone like Adovino. Six mil isn't terrible to pay. Uh, Hopefully he's not going to be the guy you're, like, relying on to come through. He's just someone to kind of supplement the bullpen. I don't think that – I do think there's going to be more moves made um yeah like what are you are you good on on him we can move on to familia yeah
1: i think those guys are they're nice to have but they're not maybe as as great as we wanted to see
0: right i think I is what we're trying to get through they're not going to be the two names that you bring in and that's it i i right. at they're least not, they're hope. not franchise changing bullpen yeah, arms it's, it's like a kenley jansen maybe but right. um so yeah moving on to uh jerry's familia uh he's gonna be 32 well is he 32 now He's gonna be 32, 2022. He's about the
1: same age. He I think his primary pitch is the sinker. Yeah, he's which a
0: hard throwing sinker bowler, which which I kind of like. Yeah. I they love don't have to
1: see those hard throwing sink well, Alvarado throws a sinker, I think, right?
0: Alvarado yeah, that's coming from the left side.
1: True, um, true. Yeah. So this is basically your right handed uh, Alvarado possibly with better control. Um, but I like that that hard throwing sinker. I think it plays very well. Uh, you know, the Mets have that uh, Castro reliever, I think. You know what I'm talking about? Oh,
0: yeah, what's his first name? Uh, Miguel? Miguel Castro, Possibly. is that him? I
1: don't Fidel?
0: Know. I know who you're talking. Fidel, yes. Correct. Starlin. It is no, Miguel Castro. It is Miguel. Way to guessing? go, Josh. Or did you just know No, that?
2: Miguel Castro sounded like a name in my head. Yeah, sounded <laughs> like a name. No, but yeah. But he,
1: he, like, you watch him pitch. He's got that funky sidearm delivery with that sinker. He throws like 100 miles an hour. It moves so much; it's wild to watch him pitch sometimes. But I think that's fun to watch, especially on TV, seeing those sinker balls throwing hard. It's also probably hard to hit. I wouldn't know, but I would assume it's hard to hit those. Pr-
0: anything is probably hard to hit for us. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, maybe
1: an Ephis I could hit, but
0: an Ephis I don't even think I could. Um, yeah. So Familia, we're gonna. Look at him, so he got Rookie of the Year votes 2014, he was good in 2015 with the Mets, 1.85 ERA. He was an All-Star in 2016. He actually placed 17th in the MVP voting that year, which it's kind of crazy, who's throwing him votes. A um, reliever for MVP, I'm here for it. Yeah, um, and then ever since then... Kind of been downhill. He was with the Mets for two more years after that. He went to... Downhill's a bit of a stretch. Like, compared to what his numbers were, like what you just said,
1: yeah, technically downhill. But if you don't have the stats pulled up right in front of you, he's been throwing under four for the past four seasons, aside from 2019.
0: He's not been bad, but he hasn't been 1.85 in 76 games.
1: Right. No, he's he's not going to be your star reliever, I don't think. But he's not a bad guy yeah. to pull out of the ball. Yeah, kind of
0: set the bar a little too high for himself, it seems like. But uh, you know what? Honestly, looking at these stats now, like, it's not as bad of I, I, a I have signing. Like I, I, haven't watched
1: him closely when you know the Mets threw him out there, yeah. but I was looking at some of the comments on the the post that was tweeted out. Right, Twitter, Met very reliable. Yes, very reliable. Mets fans were so relieved to see him gone. I don't know if that's like a Hector Nair situation. I, it probably is, where you know people don't like him because they see him give up home runs or whatever. But uh, you know that's that's kind of worrying to see people saying good riddance. <laughs> don't like to see that too often, but. Uh, you know, those Mets fans are a bit pesky.
0: <laughs> Calm down, Colin. <laughs> pesky, yeah? Ah. Um, okay, what
2: the We're going to alienate our entire Mets audience. The Do you think, oh we yes, the Mets Mets
0: audience? Audience? think we have a Mets audience listening to the Phillies podcast? Okay. All one of you, I'm really sorry that he said that. I'm not. Plea. So let's Pop.
1: move on. Uh, um, in other uh, former Phillies news news, Andrew McCutcheon just signed a deal with the Brewers, a one-year deal.
0: Yeah, good for Kutch.
1: Um, it's cool. It dis- We haven't seen, I don't think, the uh, money value yet, but uh, I think it was pending a physical he is set to join the Brewers. That's fun to see. You like to see him getting the contract.
0: Yeah, good for him. He's going to slot in right where uh, Laurie Garcia was um, in right or left field. I don't remember. But one of the corners. Um. Yeah, so he could also play DH if they needed to. He could, I don't think he will, but Um, it's always an option. Yeah, I'm on bleacher report right now looking. I'm not seeing money yet, Um, but yeah, I mean, good for him. Last year wasn't great for him, but he was always a good clubhouse guy, always seemed like a good guy. He's always Uh, a fan favorite, great leader. I I mean, everybody says good things about him. He's he's, he's, you like to see him. His prime years were definitely um, passed before he got. I mean, like, once he got to Philly, like, they were already passed. But, like, good for him. He Keep played playing. a good role with us. Yeah, but no, I think I, moving forward. Nothing but love going to be rooting for McCutcheon there. Want to see him succeed.
1: Indeed. Um, We can go over the Nationals real quick. They haven't done much, but they did sign Nelson Cruz to a one-year, $13 million deal with a mutual option for 2023. What, what's, all, what's all that about? What weird.
0: Th- it's weird. So – That's a lot of money to give to. Like, obviously, Nelson Cruz is going to get that because he's still an an elite hitter. It's weird that the Nats are going for him. I think that that's something that. All right. So, I'm going to give you first, initially, my thoughts on it. And then, after, like, looking at different, like, media outlets and stuff like that, what I kind of conducted based on other people's opinions, basically. So, I'm going to, like, my raw, like, looking at it, like, thoughts where that's strange he's not going to be on the team by the end of the year, that he's probably going to get moved. I mean, their hope is it's a sign, and then trade him at the trade deadline for mm-hmm. prospects because they're still rebuilding for the future, yada, yada, yada. But then looking at it, um, I was watching uh, – what's his face? Um, Chris Rose mm-hmm. um, and Trevor Ploof, they do a podcast thing on John Boy. Um, it was basically saying – he was saying that this is a move to make Juan Soto happy this because you have you know um it's gonna help him out it's gonna help uh you know his morale um also Juan Soto who's already the best hitter in the league watching a vet who's still elite like Nelson Cruz work at the plate that's only going to help him which is absolutely terrifying (laughs) um
1: no that's a good take I think um you know obviously with the addition of the DH he will be playing DH he can't really play the field all that much oh absolutely yeah
0: he's yeah.
1: But um yeah, it, it was a bit puzzling at first cuz you think they just Take sold words. everybody uh on the nationals they mm-hmm. they got rid of everybody but now they bring in that Nelson Cruz. I think that's a g- interesting idea that they would sign and trade him. Um I think it's more likely that what they did was they that, you know, they got it for Juan Soto. Uh again, like you said, it's terrifying to think that he's going to be learning from hmm. a gr- an all-time great hitter. Um but yeah, I don't I don't know about the sign and trade. They could definitely do that. Do you think they're gonna try and compete? They're not gonna compete, but I think I don't know. it, it is a one year deal. Uh, there is an option included, I guess. I, it it's just tough. Know. It's it's hard to know what they're gonna do with that. I, I it's to definitely me, possible. It's I a
0: think a, it's, it's possible. a clear cut. You know, you make one Soto happy up until the end of July, and then you move him for like a couple prospects. That's what it is to me. That's basically. I don't, like, why keep them? You're yeah, not going to compete. Know. I don't know. That's. You're the worst team. I mean, granted, it's a good division, but still, like, you're definitely the worst team in the division.
1: Right. I, I, I think the, the Marl- Marlins probably have the. F- oh F- absolutely. They're they have the edge over them. They right. actually have some talent <laughs> other than one. So, <laughs> but yeah.
2: yeah, I don't know. Josh, you have something? actually have. Potential breaking news. Oh my!
1: Breaking God. news.
0: Da-na-na. Da-na-na.
2: And it's almost all speculation. But you know. I'm, I'm so focused on you
0: know, just getting through the first game of spring training, so I think we'll we'll cross that bridge whenever um, you know <laughs> the time comes. But right now, so many things could change, so I'm not really too worried
1: about that right now. Who are we listening to?
2: That. Aaron Judge, after being asked if he's vaccinated upon learning... That that was a point I forgot to bring up. ...play in Yankee Stadium if they're not vaccinated. Yes, that That
1: applies to the Mets as well. That's insane. And they do reportedly have some unvaxxed players on both teams.
0: Part-time Aaron Judge. Part-time Aaron Aaron Judge. So Him uh, and Kyrie
1: hanging out. Again, just just to clarify, uh, New York City has a mandate where uh, their players cannot play... At home, unless mm-hmm. they are vaccinated, uh, much like Kyrie Irving, if you're familiar with the NBA, it's going to apply to baseball as well. in and An outdoor
0: setting. The NBA being the National Basketball Association. Colin,
2: I'm Great. not familiar with the NBA. Can, can you explain can it can This is a baseball podcast.
0: Not everybody watches basketball.
2: Jesus can you explain God. the NBA to me, real quick? No, no. Um, Basically the So just born to just to end.
1: clarify that, uh, if if you know you didn't know that. That's what's happening. All right, so the m- the Mets do have some unvaxed players, uh, so that'll definitely be interesting to watch, especially with the m- the Mets' history of being terrible with great rosters. That'll be fun to watch. See Dude. how many people I don't know who specifically is unvaxed. Um, speaking of the Mets, they made some pretty big moves. Oh boy! After the you like that transition lockout here, uh, so they, I think their big. S- um Signing here, obviously, as we went over earlier, they got Autumn Adavino for uh, one year, four million dollars, solid pickup for them. They also got Chris Bassett from the A's in a trade. They gave up uh, prospects JT Jin and Adam Aller, both of which not very high in their prospect rankings. Adam Aller, I believe, was a Rule Five draft pick uh, in this past season, so. He's a project that'll be interesting, but I think the Mets kind of get a steal here. They get a solid starter, don't have to give up too much of their farm system. What do you think about it? Chris Bassett's their
0: three. That's insane. That can we just... It's r- pretty wild. DeGrom, Scherzer, Bassett, uh, wa- Walker, Walker, Cookie Carrasco. That's insane. That You have two of the argue- I. I to me, I, I think
1: I think it goes without saying they're the two best
0: pitchers in the league. Oh yeah, no, I was gonna say two of the arguably best pitchers of all, that's not worded right, but you know what I mean of the best pitchers of all time. Yeah, you could at throw the them top in that of, conversation. of your lineup, Chris DeGrom? Bassett, De- who's criminal. No, sorry, was criminally underrated. Tywan Walker, who had a great start to the year last year, fell off a little bit, but it's not going to matter because he's there freaking four. He wouldn't even start in a three-game set. And then you have Carlos Carrasco, who's been... You know, he's a reliable vet. He's been, he has
1: been injured recently. Yeah, I don't know. Like, that's crazy. But no, yeah, that Mets rotation is They're scary, nasty. Yeah, like if it's it's d- looking shades of that 2010-11 uh, Phillies rotation oh, Okay, with yeah. Roy Oswald, Cole Hamels, uh, Roy Halladay, and... Cole Hamels, did I not say Cole it, Hamels? Cole Hamels. Oh, you Cliffley. did. Cliff Lee. Oh, I thought you said Josh Cole over here with the those. Look, look at the bonus Orioles. Bonus points to oh. Josh, the Orioles fan oh. over here. Good lord. Uh, but yeah, Cliff Lee, yes, uh, Cole know Hamels,
2: about right? You do,
1: do. So you're four aces, and then Joe Blanton.
2: Joe Blanton. <laughs> I always forget
1: his name. I feel so stupid. Or Vance Worley. That. Do you remember him? I do actually. With the goggles. Love the him. chip. But yeah, no, that rotation was also crazy. So it's. We're seeing a powerhouse rotation for the Mets. Yeah. If they can all stay healthy, fingers crossed, slash fingers not crossed, it'd be fun to see them healthy, but I don't want them to do
0: well. I would rather they just underperform, because I don't want to root for injuries. Right, yeah. No, so that's if fair. Bassett wants to suck, that would be great. But
1: at the same time, I don't see as a I baseball mean. fan, Yeah, you're kind of excited to see it. It's a historic it is cool. rotation for sure.
0: I would just like them to suck against Philly. Right. Yeah, I think yeah. we can. I think we can
1: agree on that.
0: Right. Like, if you want to, I don't even know. I was gonna name the crappy pitcher. If you want to turn into this guy when you play Philly, I'll be cool. But <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't Insert
2: know. Insert the Orioles rotation here.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Hey. Um. And they alienated our one Orioles listener. Yeah. We're on a roll.
2: <laughs> he knows. He knows they suck. He knows.
0: He knows. They all know. Everybody knows they suck. They all six of them.
2: <laughs> all six of those fans.
0: I made that joke twice now. Have you As the same
2: get podcast. yourself out of Camden Yards you think there's less than six. Yeah. <laughs> All right.
1: <laughs> it's it's mostly uh like Boston fans that travel to yeah, dude, Baltimore.
2: Never go to a Yankees game at Camden Yards.
0: Really? Like I went to a I went to a, y- a Red Sox I almost game. went with my uh girlfriend her dad um is a big Yankees fan. I almost went she I couldn't end up going but he went. It was it's packed with Yankees fans. Packed. There's packed.
1: N- you don't hear season. any Orioles chants.
0: You hear the opposition yeah. no yeah. matter who it is. Yeah. Especially the Yankees, because the Which no offense, the Orioles are or the Yankees' doormat every year. It's crazy.
1: To be fair, it's a very
0: nice ballpark. It's, uh, it's lovely, it's great lovely. to go there, great to watch a game. But Wasn't they just like don't have enough fans. the there. The year before the pandemic, like 2019, Glaber Torres hit like half his home runs on the yeah. year against the Orioles. No, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like what?
2: I traded him in fantasy.
0: Really? Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, that is rough. All right, we're He's gonna get back. To the Phillies, by the way, to the fun. free Glaber Torres to the Phillies. Is that what you just said? They, hey, they... come All right. Did you guys forget about that?
2: Why would you want him, though? Why uh, would you want yeah, him? You're talking about the first thing, yeah, because you're an idiot. You
1: guys already forgot. This is the
0: third episode. Oh, I thought you were talking, like, for real. Because that, I a am realist- talking for real. He's coming. That's Yeah, that's a realistic possibility. You better watch out. No, like, it actually... Because All right, do you want to talk about, like... Why do you
2: want him, though? He doesn't have the arm to play shortstop. He plays second. Yeah, but do you need a second baseman?
0: Yeah. We could take one.
2: You got Gene Segura. He, he could play,
0: play shortstop or third base. All right. We're going to go on a tangent here because I feel... Very passionate off track. This is he's needed, though. It's
2: been traded twice in like three days. They're not going
0: to do so that. you got, got pretty good odds. Gene Segura on Spochak right now. Are you looking up his contract? I am. I think he's got one more year. He does. He's got... He's a free, two years, a free agent in 2024. He's yes. making 14 mil this year, 17 mil next year. He's not worth that. Like, he's good, but he's not worth that. He so what? I'm 290 last season. That's pretty solid. He... You're the one that brought it up, and I'm trying to back you up, and now you're now you're kicking me. Well, yeah.
1: no, no, <laughs> I'm not saying straight. In I'm just nuts. saying oh. no. He's a solid player, but Glaber Torres is a young and exciting.
0: You done?
2: Yes. What's ahead. his on base?
0: Gleyber Torres. Both of them. Oh, it's probably bad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I, not gonna lie. You, it's you can probably look that bad. one up. I don't know. That
2: but reminds me, we should watch uh, Moneyball sometime.
0: Moneyball's a great movie. Amazing. He gets on base, Billy.
1: Gets on base. I was watching MLB now.
2: Oh my god, really? Yeah, it's crazy.
1: And they were talking about the Phillies getting uh like Yuri's familiar Wait, or something. Something
2: the MLB now segment.
1: And they were saying like
0: uh, not sponsored by MLB.
1: They were saying the A's bring in pitchers yeah. and they do very well. The Phillies get pitchers and they suck.
0: That is exactly true. Yes.
1: The Phillies are the anti-A's. You heard heard it here first. Um.
0: Wish they'd be the anti A's and that they'd spend money unlike the A's.
1: Hey oh okay. They do spend money They're top the league in that. What is his on base percentage, Matt? Um, I don't know. Three thirty five. That's bad. Who, Segura? No.
0: Torres? Torres, yeah. Oh, uh, your boy. Uh no, basically I was gonna say Yankees have a crowded infield.
1: Well, you should say that. They oh just got rid of Gio Urshela.
2: Hey, transition goes to
1: the Twins with uh, Gary Sanchez. Yeah,
2: but they picked up Donaldson and. Kind they of did, of did pick well up he's Donaldson. Get there. Josh,
1: do you want to let me break down the trade, Joshua,
0: our producer, no. who's not a co-host,
1: jumping in like he's a part of this? Get out of here!
0: <laughs> That's terrible. I know, I'm not kidding, but he can make you sound terrible. He, you should, I you should, will. you should find a way to like. Alter his voice. Oh, I could totally do that. That would be great. That would be rude. make Colin sound like a pre. Yeah, turn away
1: the, the one person that clicks on the link yeah. and immediately turn them away.
2: God, this guy sounds like an idiot.
1: Yeah, that's that's All a right, great so idea. Through
2: the episode, I do it on double speed because I've already heard it before, and his voice sounds hilarious. Nice. Sounds like a robot. If so you're listening to the podcast, you should put you should like increase the speed on it. Will do. So lower left hand corner. So anyway.
0: Word.
1: The Yankees get Josh Donaldson, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. Nope,
0: that's not it. Kiner
1: Falefa. Kiner Falefa.
0: Falefa. I
2: thought it was Falefa.
1: Nope. Sh- Kiner Falefa. Uh, I forgot to look at the pronunciation for that, but I did look up this one. Uh
0: Ben Rortvet. Rortvet. Yes. Rortvet. Not a great catcher. At the dish. Very good. So they get a third baseman, plate.
1: shortstop, and catcher.
0: Yeah. Um I like this trade. I think the Yankees finally admitting, putting their hands up, being like, all right, we were wrong about Gary. I, yes. I uh, love this
1: for both sides.
0: Yeah. The Twins, it's a bit confusing because, like. No, here's why. Okay. They get, they've
1: Tell been making lot, moves. Yeah. They have, you know, they're, I think they're getting ready to make a push towards getting to the postseason. And I think bringing in, you get two young guys. I don't know their contracts exactly. You get Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela. Gary Sanchez needed a fresh start. He was not doing well with the Yankees. He was not doing well with the New York media. He needed out. I think getting him a fresh start is great. He might get back to his rookie years of just slugging and being an outright beast. But Gio Urshela, I love him as a player because he is good. He just didn't get playing time with the Yankees cuz they were so crowded. So I like yeah, he seeing did. He didn't get a whole bunch of playing time. He played
2: I have a question. He did not as much as he should have, though.
0: Mitch Garver got moved to Texas.
2: Oh, in the kind of... Yes. So... I thought I saw his name recently. This
0: is actually interesting. I didn't know this. Um, Urshela, ARB eligible in 2020. He's making 6.5 mil this year. ARB eligible in 2023. Unrestricted free agent in 2024. He'll be 32. Gary Sanchez, 7.5 mil this year. Uh, unrestricted free agent next year. He'll be 30. Okay. So they so don't that is get different. a lot of s- years out of it, that but they different. do. Uh, so I don't know. You know, like
1: now, yeah. Now I don't know what to think.
0: I I f- I thought that Archello was younger than he was.
1: So did I. He does seem sense. a
0: lot younger. He hasn't been in a league for, yeah. Well,
1: he's been in the league for quite a while,
0: actually. He was just, he was on Cleveland for a while. This guy doesn't know crap of what he's talking about. <laughs> James. No, he just why didn't why get not? a
1: lot of I playing time in his early years. That's guy. why. He he didn't play until he got uh, to the Yankees. He seems old.
2: He uh, seems young. Uh, uh,
0: what is up. baseball, you know? Like, uh, oh, God. Oh. Gosh. Um, yeah, so Um. we were, did you want to? All right, so what we were saying, right? Crowded infields in New York. So I mean, Donaldson, who they picked up, what thirty mil of his con? What's he making? They He's picked making up his whole contract, I think. He's making a lot of money. He is. Um, Josh Donaldson is making. If this'll load. Da-da-da.
2: Why do people consistently help the Yankees? Like what? The, what's that about?
0: What do you mean? They've picked
2: up his whole contract? No, the Yankees did. Oh, the Yankees Yeah, did. they're oh. paying. Yan-
0: no, oh, Yankees whoa, picked whoa, whoa, up wow. his whole contract. He's got 21 wow. mil coming Good. this year, 21 Good. coming Good. next year, six in 2024, unrestricted in 2025. But it'll be 39, so he's, he's not going to get a lot of money. But that's like what, like 50K? 50K? 50, 50 mil? mil. Did you mass. say six million
1: in 2024? Yeah, that's just kind of the way It's Oh, okay, it so it's, it's
0: front-loaded. Yeah, he was getting 21 mil up until that. Okay. Um, um, m- yeah, that's a lot yeah. Of money. So uh, that is a lot of money. But Josh Donaldson, he's still going to be—he's not the same defensive player, but he's still elite at the plate. You're going to move over to shortstop. You're going to shore up that position defensively with uh, uh, Kiner Fale- Falefa. Um, and I pronounced it wrong? Shut the hell up. He's going to be good. He's not going to be great at the plate, but he's a stud defensively, and he can always—he's young, so we can always Rope improve Rope there. Who? Kiner yeah. Falefa. Isaiah? He's, he's a a shortstop. Stop.
2: Yeah, but he. W- got a gold glove at third base 2019. Okay, I think. Okay, all right. Take your word for it.
0: Second base, right now we're looking at Glaber. Glaber. However, first base is going to be DJ. They also have Luke Voigt, but the Yankees are really right-hand heavy. Like, they have Joey Gallo, and that's it in terms of left-handed batters. So what a lot of people now are speculating, and you've probably heard this. We're not the pers- pe- first people to say this, but they wa- – you know, hypothetically, you'd want to move DJ off of second and then go off of first to second base and then go get a left-handed first baseman who will get to the Olson thing. Possibly could have been Olsen, but obviously that's not the case anymore. So now we're either looking at Freddie Freeman or a guy like Anthony Rizzo or Kyle Schwarber can play first, but I don't see that happening. But, you know, something like that. But then that would also mean you'd have to then trade Glaber Torres...
1: Or Luke Voigt.
0: Or Luke Voigt. Forgot about him. But Luke, again... Yeah, he's already
1: out of... Like, he's the odd man out now. You want to... Like.
0: Yeah. I th- they it's not that any of these guys are necessarily bad. It's just that their handiness doesn't necessarily... F- like, they need a lefty. They need they another do, especially lefty. Especially
1: at that Yankee Stadium. Yeah,
0: short porch. Like, you have to have another lefty. Lefty Joey does... G- Gallo... Gallo's going to be fun to watch a full season. Though. Yeah.
1: Like, he's going to be fun to watch. Imagine but what he'll
2: do without the shift.
1: Joey Gallo? I, yeah, he was shifted on a lot.
2: Might actually be average. That'd be crazy.
0: Don't even get me started on the Joey Gallo thing. (laughs) Football
2: guy talking about Joey Gallo. No, but like, the Yankees, they'll be fine, because they'll just get a bunch of guys that hit home runs, and then they'll just exit early in the playoffs. It's fine.
0: The Yankee formula. Yeah. Fair enough. Cowboys
2: formula. Jesus,
0: we're dunking on other sports now?
1: Yeah. So moving on, uh, we do you wanted to go with the Matt Olson trade now?
0: Yeah. So we can hit the uh, yeah. Matt Olson trade. So going
1: back in the NL East here, we got the Braves acquiring Matt Olson, and they t- traded a lot to get him. They traded outfielder Christian Pache. Matt's over here having trouble with the microphone. No, it's Pache. Are you sure? Mm. No. Uh, so they traded outfielder Christian Pache who is sure. probably the most notable among these. If you've never heard of the other guys, I don't blame you. They have catcher Shea Langliers.
0: He's really
1: good. He was the Braves' number two prospect overall. Uh, they traded starting pitcher Ryan Susick, Chusek, something <sighs> like that. Great with names. Should have looked up the pronunciations. Shoulda's he was their name. 2021 first-round draft pick and their number six overall prospect. And then they also traded uh, starting pitcher Joey Estes, who was their number 14 prospect. So they gave up Um, Christian Pache, who is MLB ready, I think we can say. Uh, And then their number 2, 6, and 14 prospect to get Matt Olsen.
0: Yeah, so Shane Langoliers, that's it, right? Langliers. Langliers, really, really sick behind the... Like, he's insane defensively. Yeah. you know, he's, he was that number two for a reason. So he goes back to Oakland's. Um, Christian Christian Pache is a con- he's a To me, I think he could be like a Kevin Kiermaier type. Like, he's disgusting in the field. He's elite. He's going to be getting gold gloves for, you know, hopefully like 10 years for them. He's really good. Um, just the bat hasn't really um, progressed the way that they want it to. When he first was like you know getting attention double a triple a he was getting like andrew jones comparisons like good bat and
1: he still has the potential to i think to be that good Uh, yeah he just needs maybe i think the american league doesn't necessarily have quite as good pitching oh absolutely yeah um so i think maybe being in the american league now that'll help him a little bit uh but yeah definitely in the field he is a stud
0: yeah um so you know that's gonna be that and then Let's talk about Matt Olson going back to God. Atlanta. As Philly fans, pain is inevitable. Um, so just before we get started on that,
1: they did uh, also just sign him to an eight-year deal worth $168 million. So he
0: is there to stay for the next eight years.
2: Mm. Roughly 21 million a year. Something like that,
0: yeah. Math. It is, it is something like that. It Good. is something. I have been Good correct. math. Congratulations. I that am that a communications what what manager. Um, I so do take math on purpose. 21. So, um,
1: basically, they get the last two years of his arbitration already Mm -hmm. paid off, and then they get an extra six years for him. Uh, Pretty solid signing for them, I think. Yeah,
0: absolutely. The knife goes in when they trade for him, and then it twists when you're like, okay, you got to deal with them for another eight years. Basically, we're like, okay, the Freddie Freeman thing might not happen. We might have escaped that, and then you go and get... Freddie Freeman, not necessarily 2.0 yet, but I definitely think has the potential to be. He's lead at first base. Um, you know, he was Gold Glove winner for, I don't know exactly how many years, but you know he has won the Gold the Gold Glove in the past at first. Um, and he com- he is a lefty too. Right? No, yeah, that lefty bat is.
2: Do you guys ever shut up about lefties?
1: Listen, it's pretty important. <laughs> it you know is I mean,
0: important. Yeah. So gonna hit,
1: gonna hit. I don't think. I mean, the Braves obviously had Freddie Freeman was their big lefty bat, but I don't think, other than that, they didn't really have anything notable that I'm thinking about right now. As a lefty? As a lefty. They had Acuna's right-handed, yeah. Azuna's right-handed. O- always can switch. Al- oh, that's true. Always is a switch hitter, but... Dansby's right-handed. They, I think they were kind of without... If they didn't get Freddie Freeman, they would have been missing that, lef- that big left-handed bat. That's a great point that I did not even think about, yeah. So yeah, now shot. along with that, they do have that. Yeah, that lefty uh, Matt Olson.
0: Game. He's just gonna. Be, he's gonna be good. Like I don't know. He's good. The he commanded that big of a prospect haul back to Oakland. So I mean, you know that they At- value him. Atlanta native too. Yeah, born and raised there. Uh, probably a Braves fan growing up because that that's pretty sick too. Like, you get traded to the
1: Braves. Keep giving us. Reasons to root for them, and I'm not a fan of it.
0: Yeah, it's really annoying. Like, with the Tyler Matzik, like, the...
1: Throughout the World Series, yeah. you couldn't not root for them. And then I the mean,
0: Jock Peterson with the pearls, I was like, hell yeah, this guy's awesome. Like, at
1: this point, I'm almost jealous of Atlanta fans. Yeah. They have so much to root about, Yeah, and, and we're over here in Philadelphia trying to get a guy. Yeah. Well, like I mean, we have Bryce Harper, but...
2: This yeah, yeah, I mean, he's, I mean,
1: been he's been the you know, MVP. Mean, I I
2: mean, mean, I mean, I mean. Poverty, what you franchise. You poverty
0: the. franchise, MV3. Um,
1: yeah. Haven't been in the postseason, though. Okay, they could... Hey, if they miss the postseason this year, I think they're going to have the longest drought because I think the Mariners are going to make it into the postseason this year. Whoa! Transition alert. Seattle Mariners trade for Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez. Good job on the with name. With the Reds, and they get three prospects and a player to be named later. None of the prospects are really worth mentioning. Uh, they're not very high.
0: Tell that to their mothers. Jesus.
1: No, I, it's 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 a cash dump. They wanted to get rid of Suarez's contract. Yeah. He's getting paid, I think, over thirty million dollars.
0: Jesse Winker. He's elite against righties. Jesse Winker is going to be a problem. He's insane.
1: In a division that's loaded with right-handed pitchers, he's mm-hmm. going to he's gonna rake.
2: What's the one really good at infielder on the Reds?
0: Jonathan India? No, Joey Votto.
2: Joey Votto, you think he'll get moved?
0: Big baseball guy. No, I don't think so. Uh, he could. If, <laughs> if they <laughs> are selling that. house. Now, I think he's a Reds for life kind of guy. And he's old enough where I think
2: he, I don't know, maybe. He's old enough that he'll probably get traded. No, I don't really want
1: to speculate too long, but I think they could also... They just got rid of salary. They could be in a position to sign be a dark horse or Freddie Freeman, if they put one of them in yeah, the DH. Freddie
2: Freeman's gonna pass up New York for Cincinnati. If they the give him enough money,
1: the Reds. Yes, I. It's no. not likely, but they just freed up a lot of cap space. Con- they did. I also street? got rid of Sonny Gray. So I don't
0: have know. you been drinking today? Okay, so the Mariners. Um, you know not all
2: You get your mic
1: over there, producer. No. What are you doing? I'm a full fledged part of this. You gonna show. cut all this out
0: now?
2: Yeah. There's no show this week. <laughs> this guy
0: I hate to cut the entire episode because Colin talked too much. No, because I talked too much. Uh, um. Okay. Yeah. But the Mariners, Jesse Winker is gonna be really good. I mean, Suarez was a negative war guy last year, but 2019 he almost hit 50. But or did he hit 50 bombs? It was something like like he had same. He's amount been of a
1: little bit up and down. I think. The yeah, last
0: Few years. You fill the hole at third base because Kyle Seeger retired. I does this take Seattle? out of the Chris Bryant sweepstakes, though, because he was a big play for them. Yes,
1: there was a report, actually, just before we started recording that it is down to the Phillies and Rockies, I believe, for Chris Bryant. Why the hell
0: would you want— Chris, why would—don't go to Colorado. Like, you're—you're not going to hear this, obviously.
2: Big weed guy, Chris Bryant.
0: Big weed guy. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, you're not—don't go to Colorado. Like what do they have? There's
1: nothing there for you. Yeah. Other than a great hitter's ballpark. Yeah. There's
0: nothing. Th- you can hit in Philadelphia. It would you rather be teammates with Bryce Harper or Rymel Tapia?
2: Rymel Tapia. That's a fun time.
0: name, though. I'm not gonna lie. Shut the. F- God. I'm gonna I'm gonna branch off and create my own podcast without you guys. You should. Uh, he did hit
1: 49 home runs in 2019 with 103 RBIs. Yeah. Uh, so, so that was his last good season. Also, 2020, 20 okay, no, go ahead. Oh, no, you could go ahead. Okay, 2021, he hit under 200 <laughs> with 31 home runs. So he still he has a lot of pop. He's yeah. just not hitting for average quite yeah. as much. Yeah,
0: he's a guy you're going to get like 25, 30 homers, hopefully more than 30, but something around there. Um, he's not necessarily going to uh, impress you with his on base skills, though. Um, wait. Who are we talking about? Eugenio Suarez. Oh, we about Not Chris Bryant. Bryant no. Uh, my bad. Um. So I did want to bring this up. Bringing in another outfielder, with, you know, the Mariners. Um. You don't know. Jesse Wicker's probably gonna play left. You have Jared Kelenic. You have Kyle Lewis. You have Mitch Haniger. You have Julio Rodriguez. Like almost there, and he's supposed to be legit, legit, like the real freaking deal. Excuse my mouth. Um,
1: Who was their DH? Was it Kyle Seager last season? Was he their DH? Or was nah, he third probably base? played
0: third. I don't know off the top of my head. I mean, you could DH one of those guys, but would you want to see the Phillies potentially be in the market for either Mitch Haniger or Kyle Lewis to play center? Because they're both good enough where I think that that's a very acceptable solution for the Phillies, but they're also not going to be super, super expensive.
1: Are you talking about Chris Bryant?
0: I am talking about... God, Colin, were you smoking too? No, I'm talking Chris about...
2: Chris Bryant just got back from a weekend in Aspen. Yeah. You're
0: talking about Jesse Winker, right? <laughs> I'm talking about because of Jesse you Winker.
2: You and just write the name of the player we're talking Yeah,
0: about. just put... Hold yeah. it up. Like, they do yeah. the rounds in boxing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because I always forget. Yeah,
1: maybe our producer could do something.
0: I'm talking about the Phillies potentially trading for... One of the outfielders in Seattle, who's going to be the odd man out, either Kyle Lewis or Mitch Hanniger, who have both played center fields and both been good defensively and league average to better than league average offensively, can slot in at, like, the seventh spot and just solve that problem, especially Kyle Lewis, who's, like, 24, 25 years old and already an established name. He's just kind of – they just – the, the Mariners kind of just have a problem a good problem for them where they just have too much talent in the outfield and someone's gonna get the boot because you can't just I mean you could hold that talent it's not like you're paying them a lot of money but if you can get something back for him yes yes Colin says yes in correct all right oh so why. that that's yeah, just like my an thought from
2: like an outside I don't know I think it's
1: more likely that they signed Chris Bryant and uh you know, they, they. I think they solved their problem there. I think that's what they're gonna do. Okay, but see. I think. Okay, if,
2: if Colin allows it, yeah, I think this the, the Mariners should just hold on to it. I mean, what's the problem with having four quality outfielders? Right, no, like especially it's with the DH, and you can do a little rotation, give some guys, give guys some days off <laughs> here and there.
0: Right. Yeah. Like I'm not saying they're in like a predicament or anything, but they just kind of have like a. Especially well, since Collins
2: already decided they're going to make the playoffs this year. Yeah, it can't hurt to have extra depth.
0: No, you're not wrong. I'm just saying, right, unless like they
2: have a, a specific need, and I mean later in the season, if yeah, a big name player or, or high contributing player were to get injured, then they have that guy ready that they can trade.
0: Right. Yeah. It's like they having a surplus is definitely a good thing. Right. It's just you know they kind conda- of if the Phillies were to come to them with something, I mean not that the Phillies they, have they don't too really much have to much really to,
1: really really to trade though. That's the other thing. Like
2: it's probably because you guys suck. At
0: you got. You're part of this now. I hope yes. you know that. You're part of the podcast, so you're part of the fan base. No, no. no he's not. He's I an outsider. I am. Okay. Yeah. Um yeah, so what we what do we run through? We ran through Atlanta. We ran through the Mets. Uh Ma- Miami hasn't really done anything um of note yet, I don't think.
1: No, they have not. Uh they're I think in predicted to go uh go out and get Left fielder Nick Castellanos, but they have not done that yet.
0: Okay. Um, Other (laughs) deals around the league. What else? Sonny Gray went to the Twins for some prospects. Uh, The Reds are stocking up on uh, pitching prospects that, you know, in a couple years, if they don't decide to sell them off too because they're a poverty franchise and like to just sell their players off, um, they should be good. Um, kind of confused mm-hmm. by what the Twins are doing in terms of, I don't know if they're trying to keep talent or, like, because, like, th- you know, they traded for people and then they trade them away, but then their rotation's still f- far enough away where you're like, okay, you could rebuild, but then they go and trade for Sonny Gray. And, like, he's not going to be their one, but, like, he kind of has to be because, like, who else is there, right? Like, Henson Maeda, I think, got that's hurt.
1: That's what I mean. I don't know if they're trying to compete or not. They'll be like if they're trying to compete, they could be in a spot to get Freddie Freeman. Not I'm not saying
0: they will, but yeah. uh,
1: it's kind of confusing to see what they're doing. I don't um, know. They
2: I still have Byron Buxton? They
0: do, yeah. So, I mean, th- offensively, they're good. It's just the pitching standpoint, and that's what killed them last year, Was just pitching was not on par with what it needed to be for them to be a good team. Um, This won't help the pitching, but I did see... Chris, uh, not Chris Bryant. Damn it, Colin, putting that name in my head. Trevor Story, um, his name floating around would be—he'd be a good fit and um to play shortstop in Minnesota. I think that would be that would be nice for them too.
1: Yeah, it would definitely put them on a closer path. Their division is not that great, I don't think. Other than the White Sox, I mean, the
0: White Sox th- lineup-wise, I think they're on par with the White Sox. Rotation and bullpen-wise, they're definitely not. The Tigers are young and surging. I mean, Baez signed there. You have like Akil Badu, um, insert other players. Sp- that's his name. Spencer Torkozyn, Riley Green, uh, guys like that that are ready to contribute, um, you know, ASAP. So, I mean, they'll. Yeah, like we I don't th- know what they're going to be. I yet, think that division is going to be up for
1: grabs. Yeah. Depending on what happens uh, by the yeah. end of free agency here, but it'll be interesting to watch that as well.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, anything else that you wanted to discuss? What else has happened since we've last recorded? No. No. Okay, that's going to wrap it now. Okay,
2: I wait, are we done? I is don't know. Done? Are we? I, I don't have, we? have, we have anything else to talk All
0: right, we're good. Uh, uh, so we got some trivia to wrap I this thing just up. Have one, today, one, because I'm Josh is slacking. All
2: right, who is the most recent Phillies position player to post a war higher than the 6.6? That Bryce Harper posted in 2021. Ryan Howard. Ryan Howard. Nope.
0: Damn. What year? Can you give me the year? No. That w- would that give it away, or you don't know it? Can you give you us, would us a range? It
2: down too much. I think. You, w- you you were alive. That's the best range I'm going
1: to give. Okay, you. that's at least something.
2: Yeah.
0: Position player, you said. Yeah,
2: position player. But I mean, if I give you the year, that is like it.
1: Bobby Abreu's? Guys. No.
2: I
0: was alive. Mm-hmm. Let's run through some Especially
2: names. if a position player. Like If I gave you the year, then it cuts out <coughs> a bunch of pitchers. So there goes Mike again.
0: Jimmy Rollins.
2: Nope. Damn. No. You mean he wanted the EP? Just yeah. Throwing that
0: out there. Um,
2: I feel really stupid. I
0: mean, like I normally who do. Who are some of their...
2: Well, think of the last time you guys were... Really is it a position good. player or a pitcher? Yes, it's a position
1: player. Okay. So, who are some of their good ones? They had... Chase Utley. Yep. Okay. First try. Right,
2: what was the war? It was better than six point six. Seven point two. Close. Seven point three. No.
0: Seven point one. No,
2: no, it is eight point two. You know, Did he really well, put up an eight? Two thousand eight.
1: Two thousand nine. Two thousand. Jesus. They could have had three consecutive MVPs.
0: That's insane. that would have been wild. Who won in two thousand nine? Was it Pulhos? Oh, well. Probably Pulhos. I was like. Six, so wasn't really paying that much attention. Yes, it was a very long time ago. Yeah, uh, so we're gonna get this real quick. It was, drum roll, pool please. Holes. It was Albert Poolhouse, hey and I'm a genius. So that's gonna wrap it up for us. You know, we went through some uh, CBA stuff. We went through some trades and free agent signings. Uh, not sure how much of the rambling is actually gonna get cut. Um, but yeah, if you get any of that, you're welcome. Make sure to follow the Twitter. Is it just um, pod to be named later with the number two in there, right? Uh, we post, um, you know, when episodes go live, we're going to start putting more opinions out there and stuff. So yeah, so I have the at. It's at pod, you know, P-O-D, O D two, like the number and then named. Uh, sorry. Pod to B, which is like the letter, and then named later. Um, yeah, so make sure to check that out. We are at... Six whole followers, so on the way to one million eventually. Um, I have been Matt. We got Colin over here and Josh, who interrupted a lot today. You're probably not going to hear any of it, though, because he's going to cut it. Uh, Yeah, so thanks for listening, and peace.